Hello and welcome to the Slow Home Podcast. This is the podcast all about slowing down and simplifying in a fast-paced world. My name is Brooke McCallery. Thank you for joining us. Welcome to episode 190. Wow, wow we're 10 off the two. <laughs> the big two. The big two oh oh. Unbelievable. We're going to focus this week's episode on the last of our learning personalities, and that's the informal learner, mm-hmm. something that you identify quite heavily with. Yes, I quite like learning in my tracksuit pants. Let's get into it. So an informal learner sees learning everywhere at any time. Right. Does that sound like you? Yes. Yes, it does. Which has actually always been quite overwhelming for me. Yeah. Just the constant influx of information, whether I'm looking for it or whether I'm just observing it. That's probably where I naturally learn. It's not necessarily the most effective for me, but that is how I'm naturally yeah, inclined to learn. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And this, this series has been really helpful for me because I've started to, I guess, identify, like I said, what is my natural state of learning, which is just give me all the information all the time wherever I can get it, uh, and then I have to discern by doing. But I think what it's also identified is that I would benefit hugely by doing more collaborative, which is getting, again, like I said last week, getting out of my comfort zone, my little introvert bubble, and talking to people face-to-face more. Mm. But then I would also really benefit from going to the personal learning and, and I guess being vulnerable enough to ask personal questions and get personal answers and, and go from there. But anyway, we'll get to that at the end. But mm. informal learning is is absolutely something that, that I probably identify the most with. Yeah, and it focuses heavily on technology. Mm. So technology as a tool. So you just think about all the learning that you could do with your computer. So it's informal research, essentially. Yeah, it's a lot of research, but also short courses. Yeah. It's um, well, a, a simple year that Courtney Carver runs every year is an example of informal learning. Right. So you're getting... 12 months of the year, you're getting short courses on a whole heap of different things like decluttering, help me out. <laughs> like simplifying your finances, your work, travel, technology, those sorts of things yeah. and ways to simplify. So heap of information, but you don't get a qualification at the end of it. It's not formal learning. It's an informal learning experience. Right. Okay. So you get a heap of information. You're almost an expert in it, but, you know, you don't necessarily have a doctorate. You definitely don't have a doctorate. But if there was would be a doctorate, you'd you'd have one for sure, huh? <laughs> you think so? <laughs> <laughs> That's so, interesting actually though. That's a very modern way of learning, isn't it? And it's very new right. informal learning. Because I think even though getting, you know, tertiary education is still highly valued, I think it's becoming not less valued, but people are putting more value on on the job learning, for example, or experiential learning i guess yeah in and addition to or instead yeah it, you've identified it spot on because a lot of people have the same qualifications when they go for a job mm. but it's the informal learning that will set them apart right so that'll be the biggest difference moving forward so the informal learning will just be as just important as the formal learning and the informal learning is all the soft skills we're learning communication 
emotional intelligence, decluttering. (laughs) (laughs) If anyone's ever put that on their resume, I would love to see it. (laughs) It's going to happen. Well, it it could happen. Well, it depends what the job is, I suppose. Exactly. Okay, so the way I see it with informal learning, there are some really strong benefits, but there's also some drawbacks. Okay, so what are some disadvantages to being and identifying with informal learning? In terms of slowing down and simplifying, some I think the overwhelm of the amount of information out there, just the sheer number of blogs and podcasts and magazine articles and every other piece of information you can get your hands on is completely baffling because whatever opinion you can find about something in, t- in terms of slow living, you will pretty much find the opposite somewhere as well. So it's a matter of complete breadth of information. You know, it is very broad and you can find it to support basically any idea related to slow living. Mm. Uh, Sounds exhausting. Well, it is. And that's something that I have battled personally uh, as I've tried to learn more about it and become frustrated, I guess, like we spoke a few weeks ago, when I could only find one kind of information. I really had to dig deep and look in different areas to find really practical information, for example. So that I think is probably one of the one of the drawbacks. The other is it's time consuming, mm-hmm. right? Like I spent literally hours every day researching and reading when I first started to explore minimalism. And that takes up a lot of time and a lot of headspace. It wasn't again, until I started to do something with that information that I could really separate the wheat from the chaff or really figure out what was relevant to me mm-hmm. and what wasn't. Not to say that what isn't relevant to me isn't relevant to someone else, but it's a matter of figuring out what that is personally. The benefits, though, are almost the same thing. Right. <laughs> like You can access it any time. You need an answer to a question, you can find it. Mm. It's just a matter of tempering that with, do I need to know this now or am I just getting distracted by shiny object syndrome? Mm. Like I'm dealing with decluttering my hard drive. So I start to Google that and I find a really great guide to, to how to best approach that. And, oh, look, here's a, here's a guide on how to use Evernote to keep your hard drive simplified down the track. Don't need to know that right now. And I don't need to know how to tag my photos that I'm scanning. What I need to know is how do I declutter my hard drive and keep that simple, you know? So I think that that's both a benefit and a, and a drawback of that way of learning. And I think I need and continue to need to get better at that, like keeping my eye on the thing that I'm working on mm. rather than drifting away. Thank you for sharing. Oh, look, you're welcome. Because it's important. Like I find this stuff really interesting and hopefully other people do as well. Brooke maybe doesn't find it as interesting as I do, but I feel like I've converted her a little bit into it's really important to understand what works for you, but then identifying how you can improve. And by going back and looking at it from the mechanical process of of actually learning something new will really help. That's the only thing that will help you move forward. Yeah. And so I sort of started to talk about that at the beginning of the episode, but I am most comfortable in this informal learning sphere Yeah, because it doesn't take a lot of my personal energy Mm -hmm. to sit and read for hours or to Google or to listen to podcasts or to watch a webinar or to take a course. It really doesn't take a lot of me Mm -hmm. 
because I can be as passive or active in that as I want to. And it appeals to the introvert of me. Collaborative learning is something that I know is effective for me, Mm. but I still often shy away from because of those same reasons. You know, meeting new people is hard, blah, 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 all that stuff that I have always battled. doesn't matter. Yeah. It's valuable. Yeah. It's beneficial. I'm not saying that I'm going to force myself out into uncomfortable situations constantly, but what it has highlighted to me is that there is so much to gain and I could probably be a lot more efficient in learning things that I want to learn if I just put myself into those two different modes of learning a little more. So go and join a club, join a Facebook group or a forum and actively participate in it. Have someone who I who is my accountability partner in mm. some thing. Go to a meditation class rather than trying to fumble through with all the information that I have at my fingertips on my phone. You know, learn from from others and their perspectives. Uh, and then again with personalization, that to me is very, very intimidating. Mm. Reaching out to someone who I admire mm. and saying, hey, can I pay you for an hour of your time? Mm. I need guidance. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's something that I would absolutely benefit from yeah. more if I just had the, I don't know, the wherewithal, the strength of whatever to to do it Hmm. so for me it has been really interesting and Hmm. i have to say i didn't know how these four episodes would gel with the idea of slow living but i think they've been highly beneficial and hopefully other people do too but for me personally really beneficial as to i guess reframing why certain things haven't stuck yeah exactly and what i can do what i can do in order to move them forward and i think that's the key doing i keep talking about it but I honestly don't it's think. It's the key, isn't it? Absolutely. It's the key that unlocks everything. It's just doing it and then. Because inspiration's fantastic. Mm. You know, it really is and it's very important. But inspiration itself doesn't do anything. We have to combine it with action. And even better, if we can combine it with a systematic approach to taking action every day. We hope you've enjoyed this largely theoretical discussion Hmm. on learning types, but with hopefully some sort of practical application to to where you are on the slow living journey. Let us know whether it's worked for you. Let us know if it hasn't. Hmm. Let us know what type of learner you are. Or what you're going to do to to improve your learning experience. Yeah, to harness the other types of learning, Hmm. I guess, like I just shared. Hang on, I want to ask you, what what are you going to do to move away from not necessarily away from, but also well, the, bring in the more... resource-heavy, yeah. personalised learning. I guess it's it's. I need to open up in the collaborative sense, and that's why I started the group mentoring stuff that mm-hmm. I'm involved in. So doing more of that, I think the informal learning piece will happen organically for me, as I do love research. So I kind of can identify with informal learning, but I need a better balance. And, I, and that's the way that I'm going to do it through dialing up the collaborative piece. So the monthly calls that we do for our Patreon supporters, fantastic. Mm-hmm. I've, I've become an admin of the Slow Your Home page. Yeah. So doing things like that. Six years in. I know. <laughs> finally getting onto the socials. So next week we're going to start a short series that is based on my book, Slow, which comes out very shortly. 
there'll be four episodes, I think, that we riff on various themes that are in the book. So I'm excited about that. But in the meantime, have a fantastic week. Who is that? Hi, Puck Pass.